Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast brought to you by Violet Defense. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. The Educational AD also wants to thank Varsity Brands featuring BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. The Educational AD also wants to thank Hometown Ticketing, who helps thousands of schools across the country seamlessly provide convenient digital ticketing options for their communities, families, and fans. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. The Educational AD also wants to thank Ephesus Lighting, Booster Digital Displays, Camp Mobile, Gipper, and Vital Signs for their sponsorship. Thanks again from the Educational AD Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're staying right here in Florida today to visit with Casey Radzinski. Casey is a registered athletic administrator. He's a longtime AD here in the state of Florida and also very active with the uh, FCIS, the Florida Council for Independent Schools. Casey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jake. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, we appreciate everything you do and uh, excited to hear what's going on in, in your neck of the woods. Well, as you know, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school and college, and maybe how your love of sports uh, led to this uh, career in athletic administration. Absolutely. So I was born and raised in the uh, hardworking uh, town Steel City, also known as Pittsburgh. Uh, oldest of four, I grew up in a tight-knit community. Um, you know, my family was uh, active in sports. My dad was a high school wrestler. My grandpa was a baseball aficionado. My sister was a gymnast and dancer. Uh, my brothers did soccer, tennis, and basketball. And, um, you know, I grew up in a neighborhood where we played everything. We played uh, multiple sports. So, you know, my first love was actually baseball growing up. Um, I used to practice with the uh, tennis ball on the wall throwing to myself and uh but I really had a true passion for uh basketball um the point where I would play every day summers including winters when I even shovel snow I love the game so much that's uh that's uh one of those childhood memories that I'm sure uh you know comes back every basketball season oh yeah uh, Talk about, uh, you know, that your life after high school on to college and those first couple of jobs. How did that all play out? Yeah, so uh, proud graduate of uh, Temple University in Philadelphia, as you could probably see behind me. Um, you know, uh, School of Tourism, Hospitality Management, uh, 
So I decided after high school that I didn't want to play uh, basketball. So I decided I wanted to actually major it and surround myself by, you know, the game that I love. So I chose uh, sport and recreation management uh, as my major. And um, once I got in, I just obtained a wealth of experience. I worked in the athletics department at Temple for three years under the uh, senior women's administrator. Um, she threw me in. I got to work uh, a lot of events, Atlantic 10, when Temple was with the Atlantic 10. Um, and my last year, was uh, I worked for the Department of Recreation. Um, well, I'm sorry, Temple University uh, Recreation Department. I was a sport club supervisor. So I was the, um, I guess you could say medical liaison, um, you know, making sure the students, if they had any health issues, I was kind of writing things up. I'd call the ambulance during uh, rugby games, if there were any concussions, things like that. Um, so it really put me in a, a administrative role early on. Um, I interned for the Philadelphia Department of Recreation, a district manager while I was in school. And before I even graduated, I had over a thousand hours of industry related experience, which uh, it's, I salute to uh, my, uh, my school for really pushing that envelope early. Well, it sounds like, um, you know, Pennsylvania is certainly, you know, in your heart and your background. How'd you end up down in Florida? Yeah, so it's kind of uh, interesting transition. Um, I a uh, little bit of a map detour. Um, so after I graduated, I went to uh, the mecca of basketball in, in New York and um, got my first uh, coaching job at a junior college. Um, I was also a sports information director, and uh, I was just doing my part, helping build uh, the program. Um, after a few years, I moved down to Maryland, where I uh, coached under a uh, former WNBA player, Nikki Teasley. And uh, she's, her words to me were, you got to get in the school, we got to connect with the kids. Um, so that's what I did. I, uh, I got in the school, I worked as an educator. Um, and I got involved professional development, I joined the local uh, school board, or I'm sorry, the local support staff uh, board. Um, I was a state representative, um, so I was very proactive, not just with the sports side of things, but in education as well. Um, worked on my master's degree and then decided uh, it was time for a change. Uh, transition to Florida. Um, first, uh, first coaching job in Florida after the, uh, my only there year, the school went defunct and uh, I was back to square one. And um, luckily there was a former board member who was actually looking for a young eager athletic director um, to take over. And that's how I transitioned to my role as an athletic director. I had all the tools to, you know, to bring the table that she was looking for. Uh, I always love to hear the stories and just the, the paths that we all have. Very cool stuff. Casey, um, one question I always ask our athletic directors um, has to do with leadership and particularly mentorship. It's so important in our profession. So I'm curious, who are some of your mentors uh, that have had an impact on your life? Maybe you know family members or coaches you might have had or even people you've worked with or worked for. Uh, the expression I always like to use is I still hear those voices in my head uh, when I'm talking to a coach or a kid or even a parent. So 
Whose voice do you still hear? Yeah, um, definitely got to give a shout out to my parents. They set the, the foundation as a value system, you know, golden rule, work ethic, uh, all those good things. Um, and then two mentors from the AD standpoint was uh, Carol Ca uh, Casho. She was my, uh, the AD at a host host community college in the Bronx where I got my first coaching job. And uh, she, um, I'll never forget, she had a broom and she was sweeping the floor. Um, she always had that work ethic, right? And she said, never too proud to do the work um, where you need to roll up your sleeves and just get the job done. And um, student athlete came in and started shooting around. So she took the basketball from him and handed him the, uh, the broom. And she said, if you, if you have energy to shoot around, you could help uh, sweep the floor. And I never forgot that. Uh, she was always leading by example. Uh, kid was kind of shocked. <laughs> he, he didn't know what to do, but uh, he, he, he took it well and it was a good lesson learned. Um, and then the other AD was uh, Mark Wolcott, who I coached under uh, the AD in, in Maryland, um, in Frederick, Maryland. And uh, he was a former uh, girls soccer coach who won some state championships. And uh, he understood all the intangibles of coaching, but as an AD, he had superlative organizational skills. Um, he was just uh, always preaching about, you know, you have to take care of the administrative side um, as a coach. And, uh, you know, it's not just about the time spent with, you know, the X's and O's. It's, you know, in order to run a program, you know, are you doing the, the things to, uh, to be organized for the long term? Oh, absolutely. You know, having that global uh, perspective is just so critical, uh, uh, even within your own program as a coach, but certainly for an AD. Um, for our listeners, we're recording this on August 6th, so it's going to be fairly timely by the time you hear it. Casey, you and I were talking a little bit before we came on about the um, NIAAA certification program. And as we mentioned, you are presently a registered athletic administrator, but you're working toward that CAA. Tell our listeners a little bit how you became aware of the NIAAA program and, and how it's going as you progress through the courses right now. Well, um, other than just kind of doing my search for professional development, I believe you were the one who put me on. So shout out to you. Okay, well, thank uh, you. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I think you really set the bar when uh, you you emailed me the uh, the book for the NI AAA on certifications and the process. Um, you know, I love uh, hands-on booklets, things I'm able to look through. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, Let's let's add this let's add this to the mix, you know. And um, I uh, I joined the first uh, the the virtual NI AAA conference this year, which was uh, very interesting, and got to network with a lot of people and nearly a lot of people. Um, and uh, even though it wasn't in person, it was a great uh, entry level experience. Um, and then transition at the state level, I I had an opportunity to in person to the FIAAA conference in Orlando. And that was, that was awesome. Um, so I'm looking forward to the next one already. Oh, there's nothing like that first conference. And uh, again, I sent you that booklet uh, within my guys as the state certification coordinator. So, uh, you know, glad you, uh, glad that Absolutely. helped uh, nudge you over the, uh, the threshold. 
For our listeners, we are visiting with Casey Radzinski, Registered Athletic Administrator. We're going to come back, but uh, right now we're going to take a quick break and hear from our podcast sponsor, Violet Defense. Once again, we want to thank Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. Welcome back. Uh, we're talking with Casey Rosinski, registered athletic administrator, you know, here in Florida. Casey, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, what are some things that, um, you know, you've seen in your career, or maybe even initiatives that you've done at your own schools, that when you look at, you know, you can sit back and say, boy, we really do this better than anybody. Uh, what are some best practices you can share with us? Yeah, uh, so I think first and foremost, um, I, I think a lot of ADs do this already, but um, it just goes without staying, uh, putting the student athletes first. I know a lot of time, um, years ago, it was, you know, these are programs and we need to fit the mold. And as things have progressed uh, in recent times, you know, there's a lot of uh, sports that are coming out in the mix. I know girls flag football is, is becoming big in Florida, for example. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's listening to the students, you know, what's their interest? Uh, you know, what would they like to do? Um, and I, I know it's a different approach, but um, I took that approach with uh, esports. And uh, esports may not be your typical, uh, you know, sport, I, I, if you want to call it that. But um, there was a huge demand for competitive gaming. So last year, I kickstarted an esports program. Um, I utilized a, a national um, platform called Play Versus. And uh, we were able to set up competitions against other high schools across the country. And uh, it, was, it, was something, um, it was something new for me. Um, I, I know I haven't, you know, played video games in quite a while, probably since uh, Sega Genesis 16-bit system, but, uh, you know, the kids, the kids are pretty self-sufficient, so they, uh, you give them the tools, and they kind of run with it. You know, that, that's such a great uh, tool, and, and we actually, you know, did the same thing at, at my old school at McClay in Tallahassee, um, and just found another way to reach out to students at our school. Uh, we ended up with about 30-some kids in our, and uh, the coach who was our calculus teacher, you know, he asked me, you know, should we have practice? You know, what kind of rules should we add? And he did a really good job of, of making it a real program. Uh, he had about 30 regulars and about half of those kids were already student athletes on another team. And so it was a great way to bring those two groups uh, together. So great job with the esports. Okay. Um, Casey, another question that we've just started asking, I think you're going to be the third AD that, that's had an opportunity to do this. So this might not be on the script. Um, 
right now we're in the Olympics and you know, it's front page news. And uh, here's the question. Um, athletes like, you know, Simone Biles and, and others have been very candid, very forthcoming about the challenges that, you know, they face, you know, performing on a world stage, which I certainly have no idea what that is like. But uh, the mental health and the emotional health uh, challenges that they face. So here's my question. From your position as an AD, how do we do a better job as ADs finding the balance between challenging our student athletes to you know do the very best they can come on get back in there versus being sensitive and aware of some of the challenges that they're facing in their lives um i'm gonna put you on the spot again you got a you got an answer for that one absolutely third time's a charm <laughs> uh so yeah, mental health has been, uh, to hit on that specifically, has been something that's been near and dear to my heart for uh, a couple of years now, uh, even before these past couple of years where it's been um, heightened and more increased awareness. Um, my first master's degree that I actually started but never finished uh, was in interdisciplinary studies and human behavior. And it's a long way of saying psychology, right? So in psychology, you know, uh, one of the things that you study is kind of uh, holistic wellness, right? And and the all-encompassing parts of uh, the, not just the body, but the mind and how they all work together. And uh, long story short, I, I think really it's education is, is the answer. Um, it's just educating everyone at large. It's not just the athletic directors, it's the coaches, it's the student athletes. I know at the collegiate level, um, student athletes have to do seminars and webinars and things like that um, to keep up with compliance standards. But I believe it would be super beneficial to really add that to, you know, the high school level and even the middle school level and just start introducing these things. Um, I'm actually working on my, uh, Doctor dissertation and um, kind of going back and forth between mental health literacy and social emotional learning. Um, so it, there's a lot of research out there. Um, it's it's just a matter of you know taking the tools that people have already uh, built and applying them in just action based uh, applications. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that, and my apologies for not mentioning it sooner. You know, Casey, in addition to you know being a an athletic director, also working diligently. Uh, it sounds like he's on the final leg of that PhD. Well done, um, Casey. You talked about you know your love of being a coach, and you know I, I know from firsthand experience you enjoy you know being an AD. But uh, another question we ask is, what's your favorite part of the job? You know, we understand that we all love kids and it's about the kids, but what gets you excited uh, about being an athletic director? Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's really, it's just the ability to impact others in a positive way. I mean, every day, you know, you come with the mindset, you know, what can I do today to make somebody's, life that much better and it's not always a student athlete sometimes as teachers you know sometimes as coaches um so i look at it as an opportunity to kind of build that culture and then if you look at it from like an artist point of view you're essentially you're creating a culture you're creating a foundation 
and uh, your your culture is going to impact everyone around you. Yeah, very very cool. It's all about you know it comes down to it, helping other people, you know, passing it on. We always talk about how coaches tend to keep things close to the vest, but mm -hmm. athletic directors mm -hmm. are just the opposite. They can't wait to share a, a new idea or a good idea. Well, Casey, this has been cool, you know, getting to know you this past uh, year, you know, pretty much virtually, but still getting to know you and then talking with you today, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. So right now I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their athletic director toolbox. What three items? are going to go in Casey Rosinski's athletic director toolbox. Yeah. So my three items are actually, uh, you can put them together almost. Um, they're part of the same tool. So it's mind, body, spirit, right? So for the mind, um, mental health first aid, um, it's, it's becoming more popular, uh, just like CPR first aid is, but mental health first aid. And for anyone who wants to research that, you could go to mentalhealthfirstaid.org, I believe, um, and you could sign up for classes. Um, so for the body aspect, um, something a little more out of the box, but organic seeds to start your own garden. Um, nutrition, nutrition's everything. So, you know, uh, plant your own foundation of what you want, you know, uh, create your own, um, create your own garden. And it's not just food, but it's plants, you know, uh, plants also give oxygen, which is good for your body too. Um, and last one is, uh, the spirit aspect. Um, I'm, I'm going to recommend a book by, um, Scott O'Neill, who's the former CEO of the Philadelphia 76ers and New Jersey devils. Um, and the book's called be where your feet are. Um, it's a book about mindfulness. Um, and basically, Scott just hits on the importance of laying a firm foundation and focusing on uh, just being in the present. Very, very cool uh, ideas. That you probably noticed I was scribbling all those down. Okay. Very cool. Casey, if one of our listeners uh, was interested in um, getting in touch with you and picking your brain, uh, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Sure. Um, so my email is uh, my first name dot my last name at gmail.com. Um, it's a mouthful to say, but you could just look at my name. Um, and my cell phone number is 347-313-4077. Okay. So again, that email, I'll go ahead and say it out. It's uh, Casey dot okay. Rudzinski, just like it sounds, Casey.Rudzinski at gmail.com. Casey, thanks so much uh, for being on the podcast today. All the best moving forward. And uh, hopefully we'll get a meet in person, um, if not in Denver, uh, at uh, the FIAAA conference in May. Absolutely. Appreciate the opportunity, Jake. For our listeners, uh, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are being uploaded to the Educational Athletic Director podcast YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD.